one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel. Hi, this is Desi Jenikin. Do we usually, oh, I forgot to say my last name. I mean, we all know. Okay. Unless you're a new listener. <laughs> my name is Rachel Fisher. Hi, Rachel Fisher. Nice to meet you. You too. Next. <laughs> okay, let's thank our patrons for the week. This week we had Maria, Carrie, Kay, Daniel, Stephanie, Kaylee, Kelly, and Emily. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah, and if you would like to donate to our Patreon, you can go to, what is it? Patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene? Yes, that is correct. Great. Thanks, guys. A lot of K names this week. A lot of K names. Right. Okay. Um, Okay. So what's up, Rachel? Well, we're going to get to our main story, but there were a few news stories that happened this week that are not Hollywood related, but the headlines were so good that I said, I have to talk about these. (laughs) Okay, I'm excited. I have no idea what they are. Okay. The first one I actually saw today, and this is from the New York Post. It actually was posted yesterday. And here is the headline. Quote, something doesn't smell right. Farting controversy clouds dart championship. Oh, I did see someone talking about this story. I have no idea what it was. Someone was farting at a dart. (laughs) I mean, it is weird. Fart, dart. Like, what are the chances? (laughs) I just don't, I was like intrigued because I'm like, something bad must have happened. How is this news? Like, did, um, my guess is that right as someone is throwing, someone farts and it makes your uh, throw off. And then it started a bar fight. Oh, I, I wasn't going to I'm throw. just guessing. No. I haven't read it yet. Oh, you haven't? No, I just oh. picked them from, I read some of them. Uh-huh. Okay. But this one, I was like, I need to be surprised. Okay. On Great. the show. So that's what I think. Like a fart threw someone's toss off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the terminology. Like right as you're throwing, I can imagine if you heard like a, then you might have like not get a bullseye. Right. I'm assuming if you're in a dart competition, every throw is a bullseye. I would imagine. I guess. Okay. Let's hear it. Two pro dart players have accused each other. Oh, accused each other of farting on stage during a match in England this week. Casting a cloud of controversy. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. Just get ready. I feel like Just- there's going to be a lot of that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Casting a, ca- a cloud of controversy over the heralded tournament. And this is a quote. It'll take me two nights to lose this smell from my nose. <laughs> what? Dutch player Wellesley Harms fumed after getting blown away by... Oh, he fumed? <laughs> <laughs> he also got blown away. Uh-huh. After getting blown away by 10-2... Oh, after getting blown away 10-2 by Scotland's Gary Anderson at the Grand Slam of Darts in Wolverhampton. That is so British. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Harms chalked up his foul play to a, quote, fragrant smell, which he deduced came from the Scotsman's bowels. Mm. Haggis. Yeah. (laughs) It was the haggis, I'm guessing. 
But Anderson, who has admitted to passing gas during matches in the past, insisted he was innocent of the olfactory offense, the Guardian reported. Quote, if the boy thinks I farted, he's 1,010% wrong. <laughs> 1,010%. He just said he admits to farting before, though. Uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. He did. He said he passed gas in the past. So this time he's like, look, I have farted look, a lot. I willingly admit to farting in previous tournaments. <laughs> this time, no gas passed. <laughs> said Anderson, who's raked, who's ranked the world's number four dart player who moved on to the quarterfinals. Quote, I swear on my children's lives that it was not my fault. I had a bad stomach once on stage before and admitted it. <laughs> So I'm not going to lie about farting on stage. Damn. He continued, usually if I fart on stage, I shit myself. I've told you that before. What? <laughs> I am stunned by that. I love that he... He... That's... Imagine defending yourself in that way. Like, if I farted, believe me, I'd be shitting down. <laughs> diarrhea would be pouring down my leg asshole not like, only that but i've told you this before you all know this that i can't <laughs> fart without sharding it's widely known in the dark community <laughs> the, the british press has swooned over the colonic controversy Ugh. calling it Fartgate. we've got to get to the bottom of this the uk's professional darts corporation chairman Barry Hearn quipped, according to the BBC, something doesn't smell quite right. Is this added. a real story? Yes, it is a real story. <laughs> but why do the people even talk in puns? And like, <laughs> I don't know. It was very, very, um, very suspicious. Okay. Uh, this one uh, has a great mug shot. And the headline is, this is from a few days ago. New Jersey man blames DWI on the New York Jets. A New Jersey man accused of a DWI tried to put the blame on the real culprit, the New York Jets. Christopher Grayshock, 57, of West Milford was charged Sunday afternoon after he rear-ended another vehicle, injuring at least one woman in the process, according to NBC New York. Officers from the Wayne Police Department said Grayshock was, quote, staggering and swaying, unable to walk straight in danger of falling onto the highway. They also noticed a heavy odor of alcohol on his breath and stains of liquid on his clothes. Ew. <laughs> Jesus. Grayshock act allegedly admitted he rear-ended the car that was stopped in traffic in front of him. That's when the authorities performed a field sobriety test on Grayshock. He allegedly failed the test by registering a blood alcohol level of 0.13% above New Jersey's legal limit of 0.08. During the test, Grayshock allegedly told the police, quote, I drank too much because the Jets suck. You know, <laughs> you know, we've been there. Yeah. We've all, we've all been angry at a sports team before. Right. Okay. I have. For I don't, sure. I don't drink, so I can't, I don't have that excuse. No, I mean, I have never been that angry that I get drunk and hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I more internalize my sports pain usually. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, you'll say some mean things on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, I do hate certain teams. Right. For sure. Right. Uh, but yeah. I just thought that was a great excuse. It is. I feel like he's going to get off. Right. <laughs> you're going to be like, you're right. You're they right. Do you know suck. what? It happens. Right. 
Okay, and here's the final story from this past week that I thought I had to share. This is from the 13th. Fred Flintstone arrested in Florida for speeding in prehistoric smart car. Hmm. I'm guessing it's not the real Fred Flintstone. (laughs) It is not, but it is a Fred Flintstone enthusiast. Here's what the article in the Huffington Post says. That's a yabba dabba don't. Fred Flintstone joined celebrities in trouble with the law when a sh- <laughs> well, it's not the real Fred Flintstone. We just said that. When a sheriff's deputy in Pasco County, Florida, pulled him over on November 4th for speeding in a Wellesley Chapel housing development, police identified the driver as Mr. Fred Flintstone. Oh, brother. Sick. But his real name was Don Swartz. He was nabbed in a smart car customized to look like the foot-powered caveman car seen in the 1960s cartoon series. And um, I have provided you with a picture of it because it is fucking hilarious. And I will post this on our page. Oh, my God. It's like a bone. (laughs) (laughs) Or it has like the wheels. He has modified his smart car, which smart cars are small. But he's like modified it. So now it's this big fucking thing why on earth would you do this because he loves fred flintstone and he's dressed like fred flintstone i could see he's wearing an orange whatever with his wig his black wig on this is no the sheriff's office said in a facebook post that flintstone aka swartz quote became unruly after being issued a speeding citation the post jokes that the prehistoric smart car was seized and is now part of the police fleet so uh yeah here's another one and he's also barefoot too well, of course. <laughs> but I don't think he was running on the street. Like. Honestly, I'm not like a huge fan of the Flintstones, but I did always want to go to that drive through rib place oh, <laughs> from those, like the opening credits. Those ribs look great. Where the car tips over. Always so, wanted those yeah, ribs. I always was like, that looks good. I, I could go for those ribs. Mm-hmm. Even though we just ate, I could go for yeah. those ribs. Okay. And that's it. I just thought... You know, those were some uh, stories I had saved in my browser tabs on my phone. So I was like, I better just get these out of the way. I like that fart one. (laughs) I love that it made the news. I love that it was like a scandal. I saw the headline and I was like, ugh. Like the another, I've done that a few times this weekend where I'm just like, I'm not getting involved in that story. Right, right. the, The other one that happened this weekend that I was like, I'm not getting involved in that is the David Arquette one where he right. got beat up at some wrestling i just didn't care enough because i don't care about it was wrestling. like to die like what is it called a death match i was just yes. like you know what i don't care i'm not reading this <laughs> i that was a story i didn't get involved with either the other one i didn't get involved with was the guy who married the hologram so this week we are going to be talking about another hotel downtown with a sordid past this is the barclay hotel have you heard of the barclay hotel It sounds familiar, but I don't really know much about it. I know about the Barclay Hotel. It's been used in a lot of different movies and TV shows before. It's not like the most famous looking thing. It's just like one of those old hotels. Downtown. Yeah. Right. So there was actually, when I was researching this, there was actually a book that came out a couple of years ago called... The History of the Barclay Hotel, a collection of true short stories, both epic and tragic. And it's by J.M. Moore. And this woman, J.M., she lived at the Barclay Hotel for seven years. She's a banker. And between the years of 2005 and 2012, she lived there. She was a long-term resident. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she loved it. 
she was like, those were some of the best years of my life. And she basically made her room that she rented month to month her own. She painted it. She installed shelving. She became friends with the owners. The owners were like, you have the nicest room in our building. And it was just like her little space. And she had such a positive experience there. She wasn't even planning on becoming a long-term resident of this hotel. She was really just had moved in there for like a week while looking for an apartment when she moved back to LA. So I thought it was interesting. But so she did some digging on the hotel's history and found a lot of interesting stories. And so she wrote an entire book on it. This hotel, much like the Cecil, has had a lot of misfortune over the hundred plus years that it's been open. So the Barclay Hotel opened on January 19th, 1897 in downtown Los Angeles. At this time, it was known as the Van Nuys Hotel, as it was built by wealthy businessman Isaac Newton Van Nuys. It cost $275,000 to build, and that's in 1800s uh, money. So it was an expensive hotel. The hotel is located on 4th and Main, and it had, at the time, a sister hotel called the Van Nuys Hotel Broadway, so also downtown. Both were owned and operated by Milo M. Potter. The hotel is six stories tall with 160 rooms. It was designed in the Beau Arts style with luxury in mind, boasting electricity and telephones in each room, which was the first of its kind. Like that was a nice ass hotel. If you had electricity, not to mention telephones in every room. Right. In the late 1800s, that literally was the first hotel to do that. Today, the Barclay Hotel exists as a low-income long-term residency, a far cry from its early days. It is currently the oldest operating hotel in Los Angeles history. I did not know that. In March of 1897, just months after the hotel's opening occurred, the first of the elevator-related deaths began. That's a shitty way to go. Anything elevator-related, bad happening, scares the crap out of me. Because it feels like it's going to be a long time of dying. (laughs) Yes. Like you're going to know it. Right. Like if it's falling or if you're crushed. And you truly feel like you have no control over that situation. Right. Yeah. I'm going to get. Yeah. It's okay. It's definitely something that I have a healthy fear of. Maybe it's an unhealthy fear, but I totally have a. I run through the doors because I don't want to get stuck in them and then um, get stuck in between floors. Yeah. Or like, yeah cut in half or something? I don't exactly know how elevators work. They spook me out. Yeah, me too. I don't like them. For sure. I mean, I take them. I just don't like it. Yeah. Okay. 30-year-old waiter Charles J. Gamble worked in the hotel cafe. He was instructed to go to the third floor to retrieve a stack of dishes from a guest and bring them back down to to the first floor. The elevators were powered by electricity and also they were manned by a 17-year-old named Robert White who operated this wheel inside the elevator that moved it up and down. So I wasn't exactly, I mean, I didn't go to the whole history of like elevator mechanics, right? but this was electric, both electric and I guess somewhat mechanical mm-hmm. that there was still a wheel you had to operate. The two got in the elevator, Charles and Robert, they go up to the third floor, they got the dishes, they got back in the elevator And as they were descending back down to the first floor, Robert lost control of the wheel and the elevator starts shooting back up. Robert was like, oh shit. So Robert 
was able to fling the doors open and jump out in time and he made it on back onto the third floor but charles waited too long to jump out that sounds so stressful <laughs> it's really stressful like that's like it if if my life depends on me having perfect timing for something it's not gonna happen no me either like because i'll think oh, i'd rather just die this way rather than get crushed in between the floors right i'm not jumping and missing <laughs> There's no way. So Robert made it safely onto the floor, but Charles waited too long to jump. So when he jumped, he got caught in between the floor of the elevator and the doorway, crushing both of his femurs. So he was like... See? (laughs) We know our limitations. (laughs) He was pinned by his thighs. I mean, I... Yeah. It gets worse. The elevator continued to lurch upwards because there's this body that's like, there's this body that's like stopping it from shooting up. Right. But there's still some like resistance. So it's like the elevator's still trying to go upwards, but there's a body there. So (laughs) eventually the elevator did lurch upwards enough that it freed Charles from its grip. Mm -hmm. However... As it freed him, it severed a foot in the process, and then he fell headfirst down the elevator shaft, cracking his skull on the concrete basement below and tearing his left eye out. Did he survive this? The worst part is that he survived long enough to go to the hospital where they operated on him for a few hours, and then he died. That is like the worst way to go. Your eye coming out? That's the end for me. How would you ever recover from the knowledge that your eyes popped out of the socket? Like, I just couldn't deal. Dude, I just feel like (laughs) this was like the worst combination of circumstances. It was like, dude, first you crush your femur, femurs, then your foot gets torn off. And then it's like you can't even land on a floor. You have to go straight down the elevator shaft where you crack your skull open so hard that your eye pops out of its socket. No, thank you. This is why I'm not jumping. <laughs> but the guy who jumped made it. Right. But that guy probably would have been better off not even trying. Right. I mean. Just getting crushed. No, if he never even tried to jump, if he was just in the elevator and it was going, you know, buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> like he would have just been knocked around in the elevator. Right. Probably and broken and bruised and stuff. Possibly. But it probably would have been better off. Right. Who knows? That is a good point. It's. It's terrifying. That is my worst death option. I mean, there's a few, but that's bad because that's what I'm talking about where you're going to know it for a very long time. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's horrible. Okay. That killed me. So there was another elevator death that happened. (sighs) This happened January 20th, 1901. Joe Cato was curious about how the elevator worked. So he stuck his head into the elevator (sighs) shaft after a cage began to ascend and was crushed by the nearly 5,000 pound weights that came down after the cage. (laughs) It's a little cartoonish. That one doesn't scare me as much because I'm not curious. (laughs) I would never be curious about that. That's like on the rides when it's, is it the ride's fault or is it the person's fault? Right. For standing up on the ride. Yeah. That's his fault for poking his head in the elevator shaft. Right. That would never have happened to me. But that's a very wily coyote death. Where he sticks his head in to look and, and a like fucking the sandbag hits him in the head. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. But 
It was a 5,000 pound weight. Well, that's how elevators worked back then. It was like a pulley system right, or something. Exactly. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. What an idiot. I mean, God bless. <laughs> Is there like a time limit where you're allowed to laugh at people's unfortunate deaths? I feel like over a hundred years you are. Okay. Because his family isn't around to suffer. And if it's not laughs. like a hate crime. Right. If and he's sort of mildly responsible for right. it. If it's, right. We'll have to come up with a system. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. Work with us. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. On Thursday, July 31st, there was quite a scuffle in the hotel kitchen. The butcher, Evan Roberts, the baker, his brother, Hugh Roberts. And the candlestick maker. (laughs) (laughs) I was really concerned about how I wrote that. Had to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And a steward. Okay. That ruins the poem. Yeah. And a steward named, what is a steward? Like a waiter? I don't really know. A helper? Sure. Like assistant. This is when people are like, these two girls are idiots. <laughs> is this where 
where it comes from? Yes. They listen to our podcast and then they go in the reviews and they're like, these two dingbats. My favorite review, my favorite review, because I've been forced to look at the reviews lately because of the contest, because we get really great reviews that are awesome. Um, but like, I have to, I have to look at the bad ones too. And so my favorite one is recently someone was complaining that it was, uh, not serious, not a serious podcast. I'm like, bitch, we're in the comedy section. Yeah. This is a comedy podcast first and foremost. Right. We're not historians. <laughs> right. We're not historians. We're both high school dropouts. We're not like, even, fuck you, we're bitch. not even amateur historians. Yeah. <laughs> we're literally both high school dropouts. Right. So fuck you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like I should be That's able- actually a very classist review. <laughs> it is a classist review. No, she's like, she's like, or he is probably a guy because like right. i don't know they're the ones who are like oh we're nerds we like history <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of great history podcasts if you want a serious history podcast you can find those yes on itunes go probably. to social serve social studies section <laughs> there's like a section for it there's a but lot anyways. of good ones anyway, okay yeah where okay. were we steward so a steward whatever that is because i'm just an idiot <laughs> a steward was also in the kitchen okay and these three guys were having an argument that started over dirty dishes, Ugh. which fair. I got it. I, I mm-hmm. can picture how that argument started. Someone didn't do the dishes. <laughs> Believe me, it's the start of numerous arguments, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Later in the evening, another hotel employee gave an old dirty white jacket that someone had thrown out to Lloyd and said, hey, you should go print the butcher's name on this jacket. Oh, <laughs> So he did, and he sent it over to the butcher, and when the butcher got this soiled jacket that had his name on it, he was fucking furious. Wow. He was so offended. He stormed into the kitchen. He was like, what the fuck is this? And Lloyd started laughing and went, well, it's got your name on it. Wow. This is triggering. (laughs) I feel like people's sense of humor and ideas of like funny pranks a hundred years ago were a lot stupider. Well, it seems very easy to antagonize this man if he got mad just by the dirty jacket trick. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like, it just seems like such a dumb prank. I don't even get what the problem is, quite frankly. (laughs) How dare you insinuate that I'm soiled? (laughs) I mean, I would turn it back on Lloyd and be like, you're the idiot who went through the trouble of getting this thing embroidered with my name on it. Right. That's what a self-own. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so this started a fight okay the butcher who was a big guy lunged at lloyd and this freaked him out so he grabbed a bread knife and pointed it at the butcher the fight uh was broke up by other employees but the butcher's brother hugh re-entered the kitchen and started arguing with lloyd too like hey don't fuck with my brother okay so then a full-on brawl broke out and Lloyd got his ass kicked by the two brothers because he has two guys. Honestly, I'm happy that You're, Lloyd got his ass kicked. You are? He's a troublemaker. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> How dare he with the- Well, we don't know. This is, what I, this is why I was dying to know the other side. I want to know yeah. about uh, the butcher's character, too. I want to know about right. Lloyd's character. I need to know a background so I can know who's the more irritating of the right. three. Right. Okay. Okay. You're right. So they're having a brawl. Lloyd's getting his ass kicked. Lloyd then grabs the knife again. He runs into the bar room, but the brothers ran after him. Lloyd then stabbed the butcher in the stomach. Whoa. Yeah. The brawl continued outside on 4th Street. 
Hugh was stabbed in his arm and back, and the butcher, weak from blood loss, stumbled over to a truck where he sat down and passed out. Lloyd ran off as a crowd of onlookers gathered. Police were called, and the brothers were taken to the hospital. Hugh was cleaned up, and his wounds were bandaged up, but Evan Roberts, the butcher, was in critical condition. Lloyd turned himself in and told the police that it was self-defense. The butcher ended up dying as a result of the stab wound, <gasps> but the charges against Lloyd were dropped because it was found to have been self-defense, which I think is fair if two people are wailing on you. Yeah. And you're yeah. like about to die. Did they know about the soiled jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he brought that up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Very interesting. So the Barclay Hotel at this time, it was this glamorous hotel uh-huh. and it was known for lavish parties and galas and like hoity-toity people uh president mckinley stayed there with the first lady so it was a nice hotel at this time though the hotel was glamorous some of its patrons struggled with their own demons in 1909 socialite ada tilt otis killed herself in her room at the barclay after ingesting poison and in 1911 a multimillionaire named w arthur phipps was living in the hotel with his wife This guy was super paranoid that the mob was out to get him, so he refused to leave the room, but he made his wife stay with him at all times, which she was not very happy about. He ended up dying of cirrhosis of the liver, and his wife was actually happy about it because she could finally leave their room. (laughs) And she was a lot younger than him, too, so I don't know if she was waiting for him to die. Probably. But she's like, ugh, finally. Goodbye, Phipps. In 1924... William Edward Collier was recently separated from his wife and was staying at the hotel. A bellboy was helping him pack his bags to check out when William popped some cyanide right in front of him. Wow. And he died. And he left behind possibly the most scathing suicide note I've ever read. So I'm going to read it. Good. Because it's incredible. Me too. I love suicide notes. (laughs) (laughs) I always want to hear their thoughts. To my wife, Ida Collier... My darling, I go never more to return. I have done my best, and this is the only way I can give you the freedom you crave. I leave you with your conscience. I wish I could prevent the suffering you are going to have to endure. You can't escape that inner being which will gnaw at your vitals to your dying breath. You made me a cheat and a liar before the world. I gladly assumed the burden for you. You murdered my soul. Now you kill my body. So, as you go through life, think of the soul roasting in hell because of you. Each night, watch my face float before you, and each day, hear the moans of the tormented soul you have blasted and sent to hell for eternity. First of all, I would love to get this note. (laughs) And second of all, I would love to be like, bitch, I don't care. I'm free. I'm free. Like, I doubt that she spent a moment of guilt thinking about this. You think he was a shit husband? I do. I do think he was a shit husband. And she's probably like, thank you. I'm free. (laughs) And he thinks that he owned her. Right. She's probably like grateful that he's gone. Like, I doubt she's guilt ridden for the rest of her life. That's my opinion and my hope for her. I'm glad I got your opinion. Because I, I don't believe him. He's claiming that she did all the bad stuff. And it sounds like he was cheating on her, too. And then he's blaming her. I'm not her. quite sure what his confession there was. Like He did... said, you made me a liar and a cheat. So yeah. maybe he's like, you wouldn't fuck me. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't seem like a great guy. 
And I think it's rude that he killed himself right in front of the bellboy. That's really rude. That's rude too. He's he's not looking great in my opinion. No. So we're putting the pieces together. Dun, we're... Dun, justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Cause that's a rude thing to do to that's... kill yourself with the bus. The bellboy has to deal with that. Right. This guy's not getting paid enough money. Right. And he has to deal with this trauma now. Fuck you. I mean, if he was actually burned by her, I do like that he wrote that scathing uh, note. Because so I, I just like because I feel like yes, don't be noble in your suicide. Make sure you call out all the bitches who drove you there <laughs> if that's what happened. <laughs> Let them know. Okay. So I'm of mixed feelings. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I looked him up. I would like to know more information, but, but there yeah. is none. This no. is such an old yeah newspaper article. Okay. So by the 1930s, the reputation of this hotel had declined significantly. In 1944, serial killer Otto Stephen Wilson murdered one of his victims at the Barclay Hotel. And we will be doing a separate episode on this guy. Okay. But I'm just going to tell you about briefly about the crime he committed okay. at the Barclay. Stephen had been discharged from the Navy after he assaulted his wife with a razor. Oh, yeah. I wanted to include this part, too, because it's fucking weird. So, like... He he slashed his wife's butt with a razor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then he licked up the blood and she was not happy about it obviously. Right. <laughs> I mean it is borderline hot if she consents. <laughs> well, if it's something that you consent to, which I'm not into knife play at all for the record, but if that's something you're into, but she was she not was mad. She was not a consenting party. She was mad. But the weird, the that weird, is, the okay. weirdest part about it is okay. that he apologized immediately after, like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, I'm so weird." <laughs> <laughs> like he literally said that. You know, back then kink shaming was probably much bigger <laughs> than it is now. <laughs> so she's like, "I'm leaving you," and then she also called the Navy and was like, "This guy's a sick fuck." Yeah, he's abusive. So he spent the next several years bumming around for just doing odd jobs and staying in seedy hotels downtown. And on November 14th, 1944, Otto was drinking at a bar next to the Barclay when he spotted 26-year-old Virgie Lee Griffin. The pair had some drinks together. Virgie's husband was out of town, and she was looking to have a good time. Mm. Otto invited Virgie back to his hotel room at the Barclay, where he checked them in as Mr. and Mrs. Wilson. The pair continued drinking up in his room. The next morning, Otto packed up and left the room at 11 a.m. On the way out, he handed the maid a dollar and gave her the instruction, do not disturb my wife. But a few hours later, at 2 p.m., the maid used her key to enter the room, and there she found the body of Virgie Lee Griffin. Virgie had been strangled and mutilated. She was sliced open from her clavicle to her pelvis. Both of her breasts had been cut off, and her arm and leg were both dismembered. According to Otto, Virgie had angered him when she asked him for some money, and so he killed her. But he was a serial killer, so it wasn't like it took much. Yeah. He was staking this girl out. Mm -hmm. He was going to fucking murder her anyway. Right. Okay? It's also a bit of an extreme reaction. If right. Someone That's not fair. That's money, not... Like... You, say you, pl- you politely decline <laughs> yes. in that situation. I mean, Otto killed another woman at a different hotel down the street that same day okay so he was on he was on a tear did she ask him for money (laughs) (laughs) no but otto stevens wilson wasn't the only serial killer who murdered at the barclay 
1975, Vaughn Greenwood, also known as the Skid Row Slasher, murdered Samuel T. Suarez, a resident at the Barclay, in his room on the fifth floor of the hotel. Again, we will be doing a separate episode right. on the Skid Row Slasher, because there's a lot there. That but sounds interesting. This this was a hotel. I mean, that is like pretty unlucky to have two serial killers at your hotel. Yeah. Even if it has been open for over a hundred years, like Yeah. That's I mean, scary. That's a lot. Right. In the early seventies there were three separate fires at this hotel. One of the fires was caused by a resident falling asleep with a lit cigarette and the blaze killed three people. And today, the Barclay remains as housing for low-income residents. However, there was a 2016 article in Curbed LA that I read that said that the hotel was up for sale and that developers were hoping to turn it into a trendy boutique hotel, which honestly, fuck you. <laughs> Seriously, it's going to kick out all the low-income residents that live there. Oh, It's primarily low-income residents that live there. So I was like, well, this place has to be haunted so I did some digging about the Barclay Hotel, about hauntings, and there is not a single fucking story about this hotel being haunted. And with that history, I don't know how there isn't. Well, I mean, the fact that no one has said anything, even though I don't really believe in that kind of stuff, I'm it's saying surprising. It was surprising. There wasn't a single weird blog that looks like GeoCities. There wasn't yeah, even like, one of those. Well, every, every hotel almost has some kind of story. Yes. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean, maybe it's just because the Barclay isn't as well known of a hotel, like as Cecil became this really well known. Or the Roosevelt or or the Knickerbocker. Yeah. Or like all those places are so famous. And this was like this hotel, its reputation went downhill in the nineteen thirties. So it was already out of fashion. Cool. I guess we'll never stay there. I guess not. Uh okay, so I think we forgot to check our reviews, but we didn't pick out a winner. So let's do it one more week yeah. since there's a holiday. You have one more week. One more week. Write us a review and we'll pick our favorite next week for sure. Yes, we promise. Uh, uh, you can join our Facebook group. It's Hollywood Crime Scene Friends. It's a pretty fun group. You have to answer some questions. So just do it. We didn't even care if you answer the wrong question. Just yeah. as long as you answer a question that proves you're a human being. Right. So we've had like a lot of weird sales blobbity blue yeah like we had to we had to like put the question function in because we were getting like spam people in the group right so yeah do that follow us on, on social media if yeah. you like and that's that okay bye bye